Hello, my name is Delmer Eldred, and it is Thursday, October 13th, 2022. And today I want to welcome you to an interview with Kat Stansell. She is the grassroots director for the American Policy Center. She is a journalist and author with articles at the American Policy Center website, News with Views, and WorldNet Daily, and many other conservative publications. She does an in-depth analysis on the issues that have a profound effect on the American way of life. I call her the queen of common sense. And Kat, it is a real pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you, Dale. That's today, a nice title. I like that. Common sense is more <laughs> <so> common. <laughs> uh, today, Kat, I would really like you to explain to us exactly what this Electronic Registration Information Center, which is often referred to as ERIC, and how it and how does that affect our integrity of our the voting? Okay. ERIC was pulled together in 2012 uh, under the ostensible purpose for being a voter role maintenance organization. It is uh, a membership organization, and it has certain mandates of its members. It charges a $25,000 fee to join, and then whatever the expenses to execute the mandates are the cost to states. For instance, Florida in their 2023 budget, has budgeted $575,000. So it is a cost to the states, and it's all taxpayer money. What ERIC does is it, one of the mandates is it requests every 60 days for the state to turn in every uh, voter roll list, every 60 days. Not just the new ones, but the same list goes in every 60 days, plus new ones. Eric also mandates that all names be turned in from every state agency that reaches out to citizens, welfare, uh, housing, employment, everything. All those names go in. Eric also mandates that every name from the DMV, the states, whatever they call it, the motor licensing agency, every name that goes in from there. Um, and then Eric takes all of this data, puts it together, and produces some reports for the states. Well, Cat, uh, then everything that the state has on us, is the, all the information about us and everything is fed into ERIC, and uh, that is all controlled by, uh, basically, David Becker, right? Correct. It's an it's an artificial, huge artificial intelligence system on data gathering for the United States citizenry. You have to remember that all along, the left of our political spectrum has felt that elections should be federalized. They put forth the, after the UN Agenda <laughs> a 21 signature of that soft treaty in 1992, they put out the NVRA. Remember the Motor Voter Act in 1993? That required certain things of states to do with federal elections. Whether or not it really had the constitutional right to do so, it did, and it was passed by Congress. Then there was another act passed in 2002 called Help America Vote Act. It got a little closer to federal mandates on elections. Uh, after 2002, they were hoping to roll on with Obama's election, but when he so soundly lost the midterms in 2010, they realized that they were not going to be able to roll immediately to federal election control. So in comes Eric. 
Eric was instituted by Becker with the Pew Charitable Trust and a donation by Soros. And it was brought in ostensibly, as I said, as a voter rule maintenance organization, but it's really anything but. They mandate gathering, they mandate uh, registering voters, reaching out to register voters, but technically there is no absolute mandate for voter roll maintenance. Well, All of Eric's states have bloated voter rolls. You heard that complained about in Mike Lindell's uh, Truth Summit. Well, you, uh, you know, the, the red flag is right there. The, the guy that uh, wants the mo- hates America the most is the guy that's funding Eric. I mean, <laughs> correct, yeah. correct. And, you know, so many so many state officials look at you wide-eyed and go, well, if it could be an honest, you think it's an honest system? You know, and I just want to scream. Um, no, of course, David Becker did not mean for it to be an honest system, for heaven's sake. It is not that. That is not the intention of it. Um, but they would like you to believe that. They would like us to believe a lot of things. And they're getting upset with people who question it. If there was nothing to hide, why would they act like there is? I mean, it, it's just the way it is. I Yeah, common sense, that's my thing. But at any rate, getting back to Eric, uh, now 33 states are members. That's the latest update. Louisiana dropped out in July of this year, 2022. And two more states, New Jersey and uh, Maine, uh, Massachusetts, I'm sorry added themselves to the Eric Rolls. North Carolina, who is not currently in Eric's state, has voted to have a trial run of Eric for a year, coincidentally in 2023, the year before the 2024 general, which will change our White House. Well, the, uh, th- thanks to Eric, uh, that's why we have so many dead people voting. And correct. and and there's... Uh, we have a lot of states and counties that have more more voters than the entire uh, age of voting population, right? That's thanks to Oh, yes, yes. 50% of all, that's what I'm looking for in my article. I'm sorry, here it is. 50% of all Eric states have uh, voter rolls in excess of the entire eligible voting age population. Okay? That says a lot. 50%. Yeah. <laughs> Washington's is is right up there. I don't think it's one that's over. It's right at a hundred percent. So well, every eligible voter you have is is enrolled. Well, wa- wa- Washington, according to the Heritage Foundation, is number forty five uh, for voter fraud, forty fifth state for voter fraud, and uh, you know that <laughs> stands to various reason. Analyses, uh, it- Various analyses go in various directions, and frankly, I've run into a lot that are supposed conservative analysis that isn't. They're ignoring the problem for a long time. A lot of conservative groups ignored Eric for whatever reason. I'm not going to point figures. I'm just going to state fact, and that is true. Uh, A lot of conservatives organizations, like yourself, did not know about Eric, and they, when North Carolina, for instance, said that we're going to have a trial run of it, the John Locke Foundation, which is a historic conservative organization out of Raleigh, North Carolina, published a paper saying it was a great idea. They didn't know about Eric, but it's just become an issue since we've started digging at it, to be honest with you. It's been there since 2012. 
It didn't get a lot of members. Let me back up a little bit. It did not get a lot of members in its first couple of years because the rest of the states in the union were using a system free, by the way, called Kansas Crosscheck. Kansas Crosscheck was working very well for most states, free. They traded information. They found out who was moving, who died, so on and so forth. And so the folks behind Eric, uh, a Soros-funded Obama-appointed judge, use the um, what I call a pay-per-wine plaintiff, in this case it was the ACLU, who decided they found a spot where, oh my gosh, voters are being disenfranchised by the lack of security in Kansas Crosscheck. And so the judge said, oh, okay. So they put them out of business. When they closed Kansas Crosscheck, that left 40-some states. I forget how many were actually membership at the moment it was closed. But that left them running to, to get somebody to maintain voter rolls. I will have to add that most states don't really understand what Eric is yet. When citizens go to them, immediately it becomes an adversarial relationship. State officials do not want to know. And you can insert the reasons there, but of course, if there's a Democrat governor like y'all have, they don't want to know because it might point some fingers. In red states, governors don't want to know, like DeSantis, I, I, I don't know why he's funding it. And neither do his people. That video I just sent you digs pretty deeply into some of the latest things that they have just discovered. But all in all, Eric is the backbone of the fraud because it provides all of those phantom voters to be dropped in drop boxes, to be printed up by ballot printers and voted and turned back to their supervisors of elections. Uh, Eric, Eric leaves it wide open. If you had carefully maintained voter rolls, every state would have... You know, it, not going to be perfect, but every state would have probably 70 to 80 percent of its voters registered. I know that in states that do not have Eric, the individual departments in individual counties work very hard to contact this, you know, the uh, Social Security death list, the USPS moving list. They send cards back to states where people move to some one state from another. They work hard, and they can do it themselves. And those states manage to have a lot fewer people on the voter rolls than do the Eric states. Well, so the, I think the numbers tell. What? What? Where does the uh, Center for Election Innovation fit in? That's another uh, Becker project. There. Correct. He. Form, I forget what year he put that together, but it's basically was to, to help with the 2020 election fraud. Anything that you have to, why do we have to innovate about elections? It's a simple process. You go take a piece of paper, you mark it with your choice, and you turn it in. There needs to be no innovation. The left likes to operate on the idea of, of uh, disenfranchisement. That's their, that's their boogeyman. Everything is developed because we're disenfranchising voters. CEIR was just part of that spew from David Becker. What it was used for uh, primarily, it's one of its main roles today, is that it serves to defend election workers, poll workers, who have done unscrupulous things. Well, um, th that that uh, that's heavily funded by... Uh, uh, Zuckbox. Yeah. 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 That's, <laughs> he's got $69.5 million invested into yes. that. Yeah. Yep. So they have a, they have a little slush fund uh, for defending poll workers who try to cheat. Now that system that just got shut down or the uh, CEO of which got arrested uh, last week in Los Angeles, 
Conech, K-O-N-N-E-C-H. I know people read a lot about that. That system gathered all the data on poll workers. And that, and that that's a Chinese connection right there, right? Yes. Uh, the CEO of Conech was Chinese, and he was arrested for sending all of his information, his data, to China to be saved. What Connect does is it gathers information on poll workers, not just what what poll they worked in and you know what their name was, but their children, their bank accounts, their children's schools, where they live, and it's used as blackmail. It's used to threaten poll workers into doing illegal things to help the fraud. And then David Becker's group insures anybody who catches it, who, who you know does that, and then gets caught. And they are insured by a team of lawyers so that they can't be exposed, or at least that's the theory. That's the difference. That's that's a connection. Well, with all this going on, uh, Kat, and I know you, you have done a lot of research on both these projects and plus the, uh, the amount of fraud that is involved in voting. What are some of the things that we can do to try to protect our vote uh, this November? since we are so short and November 8th is, is coming at us like a railway train. We need to get people out to vote in person on election day, only in person, do not mail in a ballot because if they don't know what to plan for and what to cheat for, they're going to get caught with a rush of ballots that they can't overcome. Okay? Well, well, like cat, like Washington here. Now we have, uh, you know, uh, we don't have a choice. Ours are all mail in, but uh, like the wife and I, we just take ours right to the uh, courthouse. We don't on on election day. We don't uh, yes. mail it and in. Everybody can do that. Everybody can do that. But I'm assuming that other people are listening to you outside of Washington. And yes, I know that is one of your saddest messages that you cannot vote at a poll. You you have to vote by mail, which allows it open for all sorts of things. I just did finished an article on. Um, uh, ballot curing. You ever hear of ballot curing? This is what they do to mail in ballots. They say that some arrive without a signature or without a, a, an address or without a voter ID. And so they fix them for the voter. It's supposed to be a two step process. You're supposed to notify the voter and then cure the ballot, fix it. Because, gosh, they just don't want all those mistakes to amount to disenfranchisement. Now, in my article, I blatantly said, excuse me, but if you can't sign a ballot and get it in correctly, um, you need, you know, you don't have the right to vote. If you can't figure it out that that simply, you, you really shouldn't vote because there's no, there's no sense in, you know, the left always looks down on its voters. They always think the voters are, you know, so stupid they can't possibly understand so they, you know, in, in the name of people who really shouldn't be voting, they're going to make a whole new system for voter fraud called ballot curing. 24 states can now cure your ballots if they're submitted wrongly. Now, who's to say what's wrong? Well, huh? it, you know, Kat, that is uh, the, the things that you're just talking about. I've heard over and over again. And I. I'm thinking, why? That's a red flag. I mean, why would somebody yeah. take the time to fill out a ballot and not finish it? I mean, if they if they are, if they are concerned enough that they want to vote, they will uh, 
go through the ballot and make sure it's right before they mail it in, uh, you'd think, anyway. Of course. And if they don't have the simple comprehensive capacity to do that, then they don't need to vote. Their vote should not count. I mean, as, as I wrote on my article, it was just, you know, I hated to say it, but where I came from, there's consequences. If you screw up, you don't get your ballot counted. It's as simple as that. But, you know, the left a long time ago has drummed the idea of personal consequences and responsibility out of people's minds. They use what they call situational ethics. If it feels good at the time, do it. And frankly, I think that's what's behind ballot curing. Oh, it feels like we should help all these people vote without thought, <laughs> without anything. It's just really, well, really I, kind of stunning, all of the things that go on. Anyhow, we were back on the subject of what people can do. The first is to be a VIP voter. The second is to take a local action, form a freedom pod against ERIC membership in your state. You can get your state to resign from ERIC, especially if you have a change of governors, which I understand may be possible. Um, they need to make sure that local action is strong and pointed and organized. You can't reach out to your state or federal levels directly. Frankly, none of us have that kind of clout, or very few of us do. In other words, everybody likes to call or write their state, their national uh, Congress people, Congress critters, I call them. Um, but, you know, other than a number, if you're lucky, they'll keep numbers on who feels what. And then probably throw them all in bin 13 anyway. But you, you have no impact on the federal level. It's the bright, shiny object of elections. Your local power comes in your own community, period. That's what people need to do. They need to get organized in their own communities and pull it together for later now when they are ready to, after the election, no matter what, you need to pull your state out of Eric. It's very easy to maintain voter rolls. 14 states prove it by doing it very effectively and very efficiently all the time. My home state of Tennessee is one of them. Well, uh, Kat, you know, like uh, right here, right now, they have uh, uh, the people that are controlling this state are strictly uh, left-leaning people that want their that have a strong desire to put their people in and not uh, have any, you know, conservative people that would be able to change. And uh, that's called totalitarianism. Yes, exactly. And And frankly, that's what we can't afford to let happen in this country. Election fraud steals everyone's vote. We're long past the point of party labels. Party labels have become meaningless, and part of the angst in today's society is, oh, where did my old Democrat party go? I'm tired of being called a racist. I'm tired of being called, you know. Everybody, they got everybody fighting with everybody else, trying to find their old party allegiances. They're gone. The abrupt slide to the left of about three-quarters of Washington, D.C., or more, has created a new definition for our voting choices. They're simple. Are we voting for the Constitution or communism. If you value your freedom, whether you are a big blue D or a big red R or anything in between, you're going to vote to get rid of election fraud. You must because it's going to steal your life too. Well, Democrats value freedom just as much and they don't want to admit it, but they don't want to give up their home. They don't want to go live in a, in a, a concrete block in the city. 
like the UN Agenda 21 would have them do. They may believe in green energy, la, 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 but then they're going to run their own air conditions and drive their own SUVs. Exactly. They, they need the freedom that they plan, they, that they claim they don't want. The freedom to elect your representatives is the key to keeping our country. This is our last chance. If people don't inconvenience themselves to vote in person one day this year and go to a nursing home, pick up a friend, pick up some old neighbors, make a day of it. That's another thing people can do. Make an election party out of it. Take folks directly to the county courthouse. Go get ice cream or pizza afterwards or whatever. Make it an event because saving our freedom is the biggest event we could participate in. There's no two ways about it. But Kat, do you think the situation that we're in, that that is, uh, eliminates part of the risk if we just do it on election day, like that's the way it was meant to be, that we take yes. our votes to the courthouse on election day and basically yes. overwhelm the machines that exactly. they're using? You're exactly right. You're on target there. Because we, both mail-in and early voting, ballots are used to feed the fraud machinery. Just take that. It, it gets very complicated to explain, but I've explained it in many articles. And that video I sent you, please post that from Catching Fire News anywhere you can. That explains what the citizen activists in Florida have been through and what they have found. And it's stunning. Every state is going to find that or worse. Florida is considered a good red state. That's a lot of people get complacent. Complacency kills countries. If we all just think, oh, we'll just sit back and everything will be fine. Yeah, no. Complacency kills countries, and we have to remember that. We are about to die as a free country. And I'm not trying to be dramatic. Well, not at all. Kat, it's like you and, uh, you know, there's other people that are peeling the covers off of what it's going on in this country and uh, how the elections are being manipulated and the people that are doing it. And the more information we get, the better off we are. And, you know, the thing is, one thing that you said is that people need to get together and start uh, demanding that we get rid of Eric in this state. I think that would be, you know, if we can do that. Go ahead. A huge first step. And frankly, I can interview the 14 state election officials that do not use Eric, and I can pull together a compendium of how you do maintain your own voter rolls and do so a lot more effectively. If that would help people be more secure in getting rid of Eric, it it might, because Eric is ostensibly a voter roll maintenance system, never has been really and never will be. But people think that the states are using that and they're leaning on that. And some state election officials think it's essential that you use, you know, all of these kinds of things to lean on. Actually, what it is, is the state election officials don't want to come up with their own systems. So well, if I can get together with some people and write about telling them what, what they should do and what the successful states that are not Eric members do, then that might make it easier. Well, Kat, you know, uh, the thing is that you hear a lot of times, especially the last election, uh, they got to calibrate the machines. Those machines, <laughs> as I understand, are calculators. How do you calibrate a calculator? You change. There was a man, um, I think everybody should go back and listen to the Rumble uh, screening of the Truth Summit that Mike Lindell did at the end of August. There was on there, I missed it the first time I listened. I couldn't believe I did. There was a man who 
claims he's a Democrat and voted for Joe Biden, who wrote the program for Dominion. They call it the 5-4 program to turn every four votes into five votes. They explain how they do it. This guy comes right out and says it in the truth summit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Uh, can't, they can't bull. It's just, it's right there. Well, and I don't understand enough about computers to, you know, explain how the, but basically think of it for every four votes, five turn up and they can change that percentage. For every three rows, five turn up or whatever. But he wrote the five, what he calls the five, four program for Dominion. And he wrote it a long time ago. That's the trick. Well, Kat, you know, the, the, the thing is, is this, there's just so much involved in every day. I mean, you're, you're working on this constantly. And just like yep. this morning when the news in Florida broke and stuff, this stuff is uh, at least... It, it's, it's getting out what it's doing a lot of it but yes. you know mm-hmm. and that's where we that's where we gotta be paying attention to do what we can to put a stop to it and your uh your articles and the information that you give us is is great on uh things that we can do and i appreciate it and cat this has just been a uh i really appreciate your time today doing this and this interview, and we have been talking with Kat Stansell. She is the grassroots director for the American Policy Center. And Kat, I just thank you uh, a whole bunch for being here today. Thank you, Doug. God bless all of you and, and our precious country. <laughs>